0: We are exactly three weeks away from the season opener. Miami Hurricanes, though, still have a lot of work to do. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen and your first watch today, even on a Saturday. How about that? We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, This is too important of a day not to put out an episode, so we're putting out an episode. Uh, As I mentioned in the opener, we are exactly three weeks away from September 3rd when the Miami Hurricanes are going to take the field against Bethune-Cookman, which is really a glorified scrimmage. I can say that. You'll never hear Mario say that. You'll never hear Tyler Van Dyke or any player on that team say that because they want to build the mindset of treating every game as if they're going up against the Alabama Crimson Tide, right? They want to create that sort of intensity for every single game. Uh, Obviously, I'm hoping week one the Hurricanes can execute well. Not get anyone injured. That's probably the first priority. So if I want to put them in order, don't get anyone injured. Execute well and go as deep through your depth chart as you possibly can. So you can give playing time to a bunch of different guys before the real games start on September 17th. But the Hurricanes have a lot to accomplish before they are ready to compete with the likes of Texas A&M. Before they're able to compete with the likes of their ACC opponents, especially Clemson. And I had the privilege of going out to the after-practice media session on Friday. Uh, the Friday practice was not open to the media or to the public, of course. And it sounds like that was maybe a good thing for the team. that The, fr- the Thursday practice was open. That was the first padded practice, and it went pretty well. Friday's practice was not open, and it sounds like in certain ways Friday's practice maybe didn't go as smoothly as Thursday's. Now, Cristobal does say they're making progress every day, uh, but on Friday, he talked about the team fading late in Friday's practice, which is something that obviously Cristobal wants to create the type of environment Miami used to have on Green Tree decades ago where the most difficult days you will ever have are not Saturdays on game days. It's Monday through Friday out there on Green Tree to create so much intensity that the games are not going to be as difficult as the practices. So first thing that Mario said, and I think this was probably the quote of the day and the quote of camp so far, is we are a work in progress, That's what Mario says about his team as a whole. You know, he talked about Thursday and Friday's padded practices, says the tempo was good. Something that I loved because I've been obsessed with this since last season. He went out of his way, did Mario, to say that the tackling is improving from the defense and that they're improving those fundamentals. Because do you remember Miami's tackling last season? I don't, because there was no tackling to remember last season. They were dead last in tackling. Uh, But yeah, as I mentioned, Cristobal did. And you could tell Friday, you could tell he uh, he was a little bit fired up. I wasn't sure at first, did Mario just drink an extra cafecito this morning? Did he drink like 12 Cuban coffees instead of 10 Cuban coffees? But no, he was a little bit upset that the players, he said, faded. Um, at the end of Friday's practice, and he even said, I'm clearly not happy about it. It was clear. He wasn't happy about it. So Mario was asked by Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press if the Hurricanes are where he wants them to be seven practices in. Like if you're going to go by the checklist of expectations, practice one, two, three, and so on, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, like LeBron James would say, have they reached their goals on that checklist seven days in um, Mario says, and I love this, he said something similar back at Kane's media day. The goals on his checklist are so high that they're basically impossible to reach. So I think that's a no, that they have not reached Mario's checklist so far. But he did emphasize that the team is making progress. Mario said that, and this this is astounding for a practice that's not a scrimmage, right? Because there's a lot of time devoted to drills and fundamentals and all that stuff. He says they ran over 100 plays in practice the other day. Um, It sounds like Mario really, really, really wants to make the tempo and just the grind so difficult that you might have to break a few players early before you can kind of rebuild them and they find their stamina late. I think that's exactly what Miami needs. And it sounds to me like, and we'll talk about some of the players who spoke, it sounds to me like the players are buying into it, and I love it. Mario says. They, they being the players, have got to be pressed constantly, he said. Quote, there is a level of expectation that is not going to be lowered and it's not going to be compromised. He said that on Thursday's practice and then early Friday, before they faded late Friday, that they made some great plays on both sides of the ball. You know, he specifically talked about, um, you know, how how good the uh, the running game is looking for Miami and how well the defense is tackling. Uh, he said, "Quote: We've got a lot of work to do to get physical, because that's really something that they want to improve upon from the last couple of years. So, there is going to be a scrimmage tonight, evening scrimmage Saturday night. It's not open to the public. It's not even open to media. So, the only information we're going to get about the scrimmage is. Uh, and Mario's a pretty honest guy about this, which is a good thing, because the only information we're going to get about the scrimmage is his post scrimmage report. And I believe Miami is going to send out a video." that we're going to be able to publish or they're going to be able to publish. So you may be able to find it on our YouTube channel, or if nothing else, you'll be able to find it on the Canes all access channel. Cause there is going to be like a video recap of the scrimmage that comes out. And so uh, Chris, the ball wants to make the scrimmage tonight as close to a real game situation as possible in that you're not going to have assistant coaches on the field. We even saw that in the spring game. And you see that in certain scrimmage situations where you've actually got position coaches and sometimes Mario himself out there, um, you know, kind of shadowing the players and telling them where to line up and giving them on field instructions. But those are the types of on field instructions, obviously, you don't get in a real game, right? And, you know, you use those, and Mario used the word crutch. Like you're not going to have those crutches because you, especially when you've got a new coaching staff, new philosophy, new playbook. Um, You know, you use those crutches as long as you have to, just to make sure that everyone's lined up in the right places. If you may have Charlie Strong on the field to make sure the linebackers know where to be, Mirabal on the field to go through those things with the offensive line. But tonight, they are not going to have that. The players will need to execute on their own tonight. No crutches, says Mario. He says it's going to be a simulated game, basically uh there will be some periods of drills before they go live and probably not after but before they are going to have some drills and and this is this is one of the eye openers from what Cristobal said about the scrimmage tonight they're going to run about 150 plays <sighs> oh, that's going to be a big one folks and that's going to test and Good for the players. It's at night, so they're not going to have like the sweltering midday heat. Like it's not going to be 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. It's going to be in the, I don't know exactly what time it's going to start, but evening tonight under the lights. Uh, But man, 150 plays. They are going to be physically tested here tonight. But these guys are embracing it. Like I, I had a chance to speak to Jafari Harvey yesterday, the edge rusher. And, you know, he talked about how, yeah, we're out there practicing when we're outside every single day. It is hot, it is humid, but he talked about how that's an advantage that Miami can use. And Miami can, this is my word, weaponize that. Miami can weaponize that heat advantage when other teams come in to play them at Hard Rock Stadium. So I want to talk a little bit more about uh so. To sum up what Cristobal had to say, guys, progress is being made. He is really grinding these guys to the limit, to the limit of what he's allowed to do, right? Because, you know, there are obviously guidelines and regulations on practices with the NCAA and the hours you're able to spend. So he is grinding them to the limit. They're making progress. But Cristobal, it sounds like his goals are so lofty and so high that they're almost impossible to reach. And I am here for it. We're going to talk about what Tyler Van Dyke had to say to us yesterday, what Jafari Harvey had to say to us yesterday as we continue to break down how Miami players and coaches are feeling about the progress and the new culture being being created out there at the Green Tree practice field. Guys, I want to remind you, and we have more coming up here on Locked on Canes, so keep it locked. And make sure to lock in on betonline.net. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info. I'm literally on that website every day, guys. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much. Even on a Saturday for making locked on canes, your first listen we're available free wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and we are available free on YouTube as well. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our audio feeds as well. We're bringing you guys Miami Hurricanes content every single day. So we had a chance to talk with Tyler Van Dyke after Friday's practice as well. Uh, I was able to sneak in the first couple of questions to him, and I wanted to know as much as possible about his wide receivers, right? Because that, that's been a point of obsession on this show. We've talked so much about the wide receiver core and who's going to step up after the top two receivers left last year. And Van Dyke said some things that were a little bit reassuring to me. Uh, He says his wideouts are doing a great job of improving every day. Uh, And to give you something tangible, because that's player speak, but to give you something tangible, he went out of his way to tell me there were far fewer drops on Friday than there were on Thursday. So the execution was a lot more clean. Uh, He says a few of his receivers have really been stepping up. He didn't want to name names. Uh, But I will name names because a guy who's been really impressing so far at fall camp to onlookers in the media has been Jacoby George, who we've been talking about. He's been looking really good. Uh, I think we can count on Xavier Restrepo being a big time target this year. And we've also seen some good stuff from show favorite Romello Brinson and from a personal favorite of mine, Colby Young, because he's got the size and uh, and, you know, the tangibles. I just think that Colby Young has to work on the footwork a little bit and kind of acclimate himself to the power five level, a guy coming out of junior college, but he's got all the physical tools to succeed out there. Uh Tyler Van Dyke talked about that energy, talked about why the team faded at the end of practice yesterday. He says it's really challenging for the guys to find that constant energy and juice every day. But he did want to let us know they are embracing it and they're enjoying the challenge. But You know, we we think about it in terms of, oh, these guys are out there for like an hour and a half practicing every day. That's not it. Like they do so many. The strength and conditioning is a whole nother thing you add into the mix, uh, which takes up hours of their day every single day. You know, the drills and some of the extra work that they have to do when they're not in the official practice capacity. It's it's basically a full time job. Like being a high-level college football player, especially when you've got a coaching staff like this one who has such high expectations and high demand, it really is a full-time job out there. So, you know, when you're wrapping up your first full week of camp, uh, obviously they need to not do this anymore, but you can understand why. You can understand why they would fade uh, at the end of a Friday practice because it really is a grind that they have to be part of every single day. Uh, TVD was asked – What sets Mario apart from other coaches he's played for over the years? And he first thing he said was Mario Cristobal's discipline sets him apart from, you know, he didn't name names, but, you know, sure, Manny Diaz and the coaches he played for in high school. uh, He says about Cristobal, you have to do everything on and off the field right. It's different from last year, he says. Um, One of Mario's uh, inspirational quotes that he drops every chance he gets is, How you do anything is how you do everything. That's a Mario Cristobal quote. How you do anything is how you do everything. So he wants these guys, every single rep that they take, every single pop quiz that they take in class, every single, you know, every single thing they do on and off the field, he wants them to do it with 100% effort and the full-time intensity because how you do anything is how you do everything. Uh, Players, for some reason, have a hard time getting that quote out correctly. I've been practicing in front of the mirror for quite some time now. Uh, So Tyler Van Dyke also, you know, he was asked about the offense, right, and the way that things are going because it was a very different offense that they ran last year under Rhett Lashley versus what they're going to be running this year under Josh Gaddis. Tyler says he loves the pro style aspect of it, play action pass, and he loves the running game in this offense. He says the run game looks a lot better and more physical. So that's something I'm excited for because I'm old school. <laughs> I want to see Miami bludgeoning teams on the ground this year. Of course, I want to see TD get his uh, TVD, get his TDs and, you know, make his big plays and play action. I want to see him throwing 60-yard bombs down the field. But to me, like there's nothing more enjoyable than when you've got like a four or five deep running back rotation like Miami does and just wearing teams out at the line of scrimmage. And hopefully Miami's O-line is up to that task. I just want to see Miami out-muscling teams. And then I want to get one of those downhill type of running games where it gets stronger as the game goes on. And then by late fourth quarter or late third quarter, the front seven of the other team is just broken. Like I want to see that. And then Miami has the luxury of, You get Jalen Knight and some reps. Then you bring on fresh legs of Henry Parrish. Then you bring on fresh legs of Don Chaney. You bring on fresh legs of Thad Franklin. And then when they think you're done, you bring out the NFL size at 18 years old and the fresh legs of Trevante Citizen, and he's running people over. It's like, oh, you know, there might be some games where, like, Tyler Van Dyke only has to throw for 150 yards because the running game is going off for 300, 350 Like. I'm so excited, guys. I'm I'm talking myself into a friend. I hope I'm not talking myself into unrealistic expectations, but oh man, I I want to see a dominant running game this year. I I would just I would love to see it. Um, also, had the chance to speak with defensive end Jafar I Harvey, who I think is going to have a really really good year this year. And the pass rush there, there's a lot there. There's a lot of depth there. Uh, when you think about Harvey, when you think about Agude coming in from UCLA. Uh, Akeem Mezador I think, is going to be a really versatile guy on that line. So is uh, Jacob Lichtenstein, Antonio Moultrie. Like, there's a lot there. And then a defensive tackle. You know, every chance I get, I bring up Daryl Jackson because I think Daryl Jackson's going to be fantastic. You've got some freshmen uh, on the defensive line and and playing on the edge who could have an impact. Is Nigel Lee Kelly already looks the part you know Cyrus Moss uh, I think is tremendous he's just got to put on some more size he had a really good spring i think he's having a good fall so far so there's a lot there but Jafari Harvey is one of the leaders of that unit you know so he Harvey talked about what they want to accomplish and what they expect from the scrimmage tonight saturday night he says he wants to he wants everyone to feel comfortable with their assignments and do their jobs the right way He wants to get progress there in the scrimmage tonight. And remember, as we talked about, you're not going to have assistant coaches on the field, you know, like crutches, letting everyone know where to line up and where to be. The players are going to have to execute on their own tonight at the scrimmage. So Harvey wants that to go smoothly. And I asked Jafari, because another thing that I'm obsessed with, Mario talked about this yesterday. So I wanted to ask Jafari about tackling. Right. Because I know that that is a big pet peeve with Kevin Steele because, you know, speaking of Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator back in the spring, you know, he talked about all the work that he does with their angles and the proper helmet placement on tackling. So I know that this is something that they are and they watched the tape from last year, by the way. I'm sure Kevin Steele sat down and watched Miami's footage of whiffing on tackles last season, said, nope, not going to do that this year. So Harvey said, he told me, quote, we incorporate tackling every day, he says. Before practice, we do a tackling circuit, he says. They're running drills on tackling before practice. During practice, we emphasize proper form of tackling. He, he said, everything we do, we are emphasizing tackling. Even when we had pads off, they were doing tackling drills, he said. Working on angles, running our feet, and working at it every day. So it has become an obsession of the defensive coaching staff, just as it's been an obsession of mine going back to last year. Uh, Jafari Harvey was also asked about Mario Cristobal's culture and his discipline. And even without being prompted, he used the word discipline as well. And he says, everyone bought into Cristobal from the very first day, which I love to hear it. Like there wasn't like some sort of like a mini mutiny or something like, oh, we love Manny Diaz. Who is this guy? This is not your team now. They bought into Cristobal from the very first day. Uh, Harvey says Mario knows how to bring a team together and how to structure a team day in and day out. He says Cristobal has been working on discipline. So all I can say is I'm looking forward to seeing and hearing the scrimmage reports from tonight. I wish I could be there. Like, what if I tried to sneak in, what do you think would happen? Like, would they would they ban me for life from covering the team? Like, if I if I like dressed up and, and you know I've got like thirty Miami polos in my closet. If I like wore a Miami polo and I pretended I wore like like uh, I was going to say a fake mustache, but I don't need a fake mustache. I could just shave the rest of my beard and keep a mustache. And I wore glasses. Like, you think I could sneak in and like pretend to be? like a a laundry guy or like an intern or part of the support staff, and I could just be a fly on the wall? Should I do some espionage tonight at the Miami scrimmage? Let me know. We got to talk about the new gear, the Miami Knights unis when we come back. Keep it locked to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts, and available free on YouTube. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, I I'm probably the worst person in the world to judge uniforms and gear um, because I tend to like most everything. <laughs> um, I I think the only recent jerseys of Miami's that I didn't like. Do you remember when Miami first switched to Adidas, like right after Mark Richt came and Miami first made the switch from Nike to Adidas and the first uniforms that Adidas put out had those weird Ibis feathers on the sleeves that looked like duck feathers. And it just it looked terrible, like a like, who are we, Oregon? And they had a weird typeface, like the font on the uniforms was bad. They were so bad that like a few weeks into the season, I think Mark Richt was like, hey, like we can't look terrible out on the field. You've got to change these jerseys. And then mid-season, Adidas – and thank you, Adidas, for being proactive on this, but they switched the uniforms – I think this was 2016 – mid-season into basically throwback looks from the 80s, which I'm here for it, uh, with – you know, they changed the typeface you could actually read it because it was like a weird font – And that's essentially what we've been rocking ever since then with the alternates that come in. So uh, University of Miami unveiled their new alternate Miami Knights jerseys, which is inspired by South Beach. Because you know how we do the Miami thing, the Heat do it with the vice gear, Uh, you know, Inter-Miami kind of tries to create that vibe with like the pink and all that, the neon stuff. Um, those of you who are watching on YouTube are going to be able to see this because I'm going to pull up a photo. Those of you who are listening to the audio feed, I will describe it for you, but you've probably seen it already. So we are looking at the new Miami Knights drop. As you can see, black uniform, neon green numbers, the helmet, it does have a U on it, but it's a little bit different because it's a black helmet. So it's not the traditional white helmet with, you know, neon green and orange U on it. And it's got the neon helmet stripes going down. The pants have a uh, have an orange stripe and a neon Adidas logo. Folks, I look at this jersey and I say, I think this looks freaking awesome. Like, uh, I guess the, the sleeve, maybe some people don't like. Let me see if I can enlarge that. Hold on. I've got terrible old eyes. Oh, so the sleeve has like a, uh, like kind of like a, a pale green palm tree and a striped pattern on it. Um, I think this looks great. (laughs) Like, I think this looks badass. Uh, I would assume they would not ever wear this during a daytime game. So this is something they would only bust out under the lights in a primetime game. You know, we know Mario Cristobal just came from Oregon. Who's got 10,000 uniform combinations. Some of them look great. Some of them look a little bit too neon and a little bit too much. Um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, drop us a comment and you can tweet us. The show account is always taking tweets. And if you follow us, we will follow you back. You can tweet us at Locked On Canes. At Locked On Canes is where you find us. Do you think the Miami Knights uniforms, do you think they look good? Because I see a lot of people on social media criticizing these. And I don't understand why. I think a night game, big night game. You put these on, that's going to get me pumped. I'm at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to be going crazy. I think they're going to look great. Like you get like a a strip sack or an interception wearing these things. You score a 60-yard touchdown wearing one of these. I think it's going to look really cool, right? I mean, this is not a regular uniform. I understand they're not going to be wearing this every Saturday, which is fine because I want the traditional look for a normal game day. But to have the alternate you can bust out once or twice a year for a big primetime night game – I think the neon pops. I think the neon green on the numbers, I, I think that this has some juice behind it. So you guys tell me if you feel differently. Let me uh, let me pull up the zoomed in, look at the helmet. I think the helmet looks cool as well. It looks like the helmet is like the type of neon sign you would see at like uh, like a bar. Like you go out to a sports bar, they got the neon sign in the corner. I'm just one man, one man's opinion. Um I might have to cop one of these. I might have to buy one of these Miami Knights uniforms. I think they look really good. Maybe I'll hang it in my backdrop behind me. So you guys let me know at LockedOnCaines on Twitter. Uh, just if you wear this jersey, they're going to wear it this season at some point. Just make sure you win. Because if you don't win the game that you wear this jersey in, Canes fans will never want to see you ever wear it again. So if you wear it, you, when do you wear it? You have to win that game. Guys, thank you so much for stopping in. Uh, We're three weeks away from the first game. We are hours away from the first Miami Hurricane scrimmage. We will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.